embrace yourself. You are now entering the Nerdy News Stand. Begin. Howdy folks and welcome to a very special edition of the Nerdy News Stand with your boy Oscar. Uh, I will be on vacation uh, next week. So what I did was this evening I actually finished watching all of the Marvel movies, which we had started a big rewatch with my wife in anticipation of Endgame coming out. Um, so we watched Ant-Man and the Wasp tonight, which was the last one because obviously Captain Marvel still in theaters and not available at home yet. And so I immediately jumped on the computer and filled in my infamous Marvel spreadsheet. And I figured I would talk to you guys a little bit about it and go through and talk about all the rankings of the various Marvel properties. Um, so let's see. The way this works is I basically choose uh, seven categories that I think are the most important aspects of a Marvel movie and what makes them interesting or fun. Um, so the seven I chose to go with, and other people may vary their preferences here, but I chose to go with how entertaining it is, how good is the action, how visual of a feast is it. So for example, there. Like the costumes in Black Panther make it feel really alive and really vibrant. Or in Guardians of the Galaxy, all the shots of the stuff in space, that makes it a visual feast. Um, we have feels or how emotionally strongly I react to it. Uh, the CGI, that kind of goes without saying. Uh, the wow factor, how many times over the course of watching the movie did I have a moment where I was like, holy shit, that's so cool, I didn't know movies could do that, and kind of makes you feel like a kid again. Uh, and the villain which Marvel doesn't do a great job of, uh, but some of the movies do get it right, so I wanted to reward them. And what you do is you assign a weight to each category as far as which one you think is the most important. So I have entertainment ranked at 10, and I have uh, CGI being the least important thing because, you know, CGI is more of a tiebreaker for me than it is the determining factor of what makes a Marvel movie good or bad. Um, and if all of this sounds overcomplicated and ridiculous, it's because it is. But the reason I like it and the reason I like to do stuff like this is because it helps me to more objectively understand my own opinions and preferences that I have about things. So here what I do is, okay, now I have my categories. I program the spreadsheet to run a calculated weighted average. And so all I have to do is fill in this grid one movie at a time of being like, okay, forget about everything else. Let's talk about... You know, uh, Thor Ragnarok, how did you feel about the action from 0 to 100? How did you feel about the CGI from 0 to 100? Put those numbers in, really just taking one small opinion at a time, and then putting it all together and putting it in a mash bowl of soup and getting out results. Like, oh, wow, okay, this is really what I think. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to run backwards through the rankings here. Uh, out of 21 movies... Coming in at last place, we have Thor The Dark World, uh, which got a final score of, hang on, where are we? A 29.89, which is pretty abysmal. Uh, and the way that score came about was uh, because it's just a shit movie <laughs> all over the place. Um, coming in slightly above that at 20th is Incredible Hulk at a 30. Uh, there's a pretty steep drop-off to those bottom two. Uh, they are the 
Worst ones by far. Not really entertaining that much. Um, Iron Man 3 comes in at a 46. And those are kind of the three worst ones in my mind. And then above here, we start hitting those 50s and higher up. Uh, it does get crowded at the top, as you might expect. Uh, coming in at 18th, we have Thor with a 54. And then Ultron at a 64. Um, now, I do want to say for a moment while we're on the subject of Ultron... Um, I do think that it is a better movie than I think people give it credit for. Um, if you had asked me before doing this sort of process, would I think that Ultron would be the worst one? I would say no. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we don't really give it enough credit for how good it is just because we had high expectations going in. Um, but having just recently rewatched it, I do think it's pretty good. Uh, let's see, coming up next, actually, I ha I have this much lower than I think most people would, so I'm be curious to hear the reactions to this, but I have Iron Man coming up next uh, at a 71.3, very slightly losing to Ant-Man and the Wasp with a 72.7, so right in the low 70s there. Um, you know, I think Iron Man at the time was this monumental, obviously important piece of pop culture and nerd culture, um, but... The further away we get from it, the more things like how it's about it's a it's longer than it should be, or it feels kind of slow and awkwardly paced at times. Uh, the whole last battle is really not good CGI, uh, and not really that good of a battle because Obadiah Stone was like whatever of a villain. Also, um, so that one just I like it has a couple of really good. Wow moments, and it did score very highly in that category. The wow factor was a straight 100 for me on that one. Um, but it, it suffered in a lot of other important ways. So I have Iron Man pretty low. Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, good movie, entertaining, not really blowing me away in any specifically giant way. Right above that is Iron Man 2, and then right above that is Ant-Man 1. Uh, so those kind of four movies all go together, Iron Man 1 and 2, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Iron Man 2, I have controversially slightly above Iron Man 1. Although, basically, I would say pretty much even with each other. Um, I think Iron Man 2 gets a bad rap. I think it's a better villain than Iron Man 1. I think there's cooler flying sequences than in Iron Man 1. Um, and yes, I know I just said a better villain. Uh, he's at least interesting and slightly menacing. Anyway, uh, coming up next, we have Captain America at a 77, and I'll kind of put that in with um, Doctor Strange. Both of those are uh, right around that 80 mark. Um, fantastic movies. Really, like at this point, we're getting to the point where they're all just good, and they're just little specific things that prevent it from being like at the top. For um, Captain America, the low score here coming in was the wow factor. Um, which maybe that was a bit harsh actually looking at this now, uh, but I gave it a 50 in for the wow factor when I put the numbers in. Um, I just kind of feel like, I don't know, just thinking back on it, it doesn't particularly jump out as like a, whoa, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen kind of moment in there. Doctor Strange, which has a ton of those, the wow factor is pretty high for Doctor Strange, suffers in the categories of villain because Caecilius is boring and feels. Uh, got a 70, so that's not great. Um, kind of looking at that and thinking, yeah, Doctor Strange was like, cool to watch, but do I care about it? Do I care about the characters, all that sort of stuff? And the answer is probably not really. Um, which does bring us to our top 10. So let's do these in order. Coming in at number 10, narrowly losing to the ninth place by 0. 0.4. 
We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yay, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians, the movies are fantastic. Um, Guardians 2 scores really highly for CGI and for the wow factor and a perfect 100 on the visual feast. Um, low score in villain and in feels because I don't really care about the storyline with the dead. Um, but that's an 83. Only slightly above that is Captain Marvel at ninth place all time, which is interesting. I wouldn't have thought it would crack my top 10, but I guess it does. Um, cool. See, that's the fun part of this. I didn't really look at my results here yet. I'm kind of reacting in real time with you guys. Uh, but yeah, I have Captain Marvel at 83.4. Uh, we talked about that. I did a whole review. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah, I would put that between Captain Mar between Guardians 2 and at 8th spot Black Panther, which comes in at an 85.7. Uh, Black Panther, fantastic movie. Not quite enough to crack the top five for me here, and I would kind of have it one rung down from the next few set of movies we're about to talk about, which are all basically like amazing with each other. Um, Black Panther, I've kind of given my thoughts on a couple of different occasions, but scores really highly for the villain. Love Killmonger. Great for the wow factor. Great for the visual feast. Um, really, really high scores for that. Low on the CGI. I don't think the CGI in Black Panther is very good. I feel like it looks nothing like what a human being would look like doing backflips off of an exploding car or whatever. Um, so the low CGI score really brought Black Panther down. Coming in at 7th, but at this point, everything from here is at a 90 or above. Um, specifically, at the next ones coming in are 90.2, 90.9, 91.6, 92.4, and 92.8. So they're all like within a two-point range, basically. Uh, we have at 7th, The Avengers. And then at 6th, Thor Ragnarok, only 0.7 separating those. Um, Avengers... Super high scores for WoW moments, um, just seeing like the aliens and stuff descend on New York. The entertainment, it's so good all the way through. Again, at this point, we're basically splitting hairs because these are all basically are above a 90 now. Um, for Avengers, the low score there, the 75 that brings it down is for Villain. I've never been particularly partial to Loki, um, and I don't think he's particularly menacing in the Avengers. I think that like it's a cool invasion, but... I don't know. He has a central focal point for the villainness of the movie. is not that entertaining. Thor Ragnarok uh, comes in very, very slightly above that. And that scores really highly in Visual Feast, Perfect 100, Wow Factor, Villain. Villain's really good, actually, for Ragnarok. Um, I just think that there was a lot of cool stuff going on. Hela is, like, really, really badass. Uh, Ragnarok scores kind of low. In feels, um, never had any sort of a strong emotional reaction to Ragnarok. It's fun to watch, but whatever. Uh, coming in at fifth, Spider-Man Homecoming. I would have thought this would be higher up my list, although seeing what's above it, I guess that makes sense. Um, that's about right even with Ragnarok and, and Avengers. I would say that's fine. Homecoming scores really highly, kind of across the board. There's no really low mark, but it doesn't really hit that perfect 100 anywhere either. It's just like a 90 all the way through. Um... Yeah, not much to say about Spider-Man other, other than I love it. Uh, coming in at fourth, but only by 0.4 of a point or a percent, uh, is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, right above that. Those two unbelievably came out in the same year as each other. Those were the two that came out in 2014. 
Um, what a fucking hell of a year for Marvel that year. Um, yeah, I mean, what really is there to say or can you say about these movies that haven't been talked about at length on other sort of more more intelligent people? Um, Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier, one of the best action movies, I would say, of the last decade, full stop, not just um, Marvel. Um, those, So obviously it scores a perfect 100 for action and a 100 for wow factor. Um, it just... And the the villain too. Um, the fight sequence on the highway, um, the ridiculous fight choreography with Bucky and Cap. Um, there's just a lot of cool moments in Winter Soldier, so I love that. And then Guardians One. Guardians One is almost a perfect movie, basically. Um, the only slight knock, I guess, that I gave against Guardians One here is the lowest was an 85. So that just goes to show how perfect it was. But it got an 85 for the villain. Um, because I think the focal, the focus of Guardians 1 is much more so on the heroes and, like, sort of watching them grow and come together. As it, So, like, I don't think Ronin is a particularly interesting villain in that movie. But in second place, Civil War, that makes sense, was my best ever uh, Marvel movie leading up to this. Redoing all my scores after rewatching doesn't change anything. It's at a 95.5. Uh, Civil War is as close to perfect as you can get. It doesn't have a below 90 on anything. Um, you know, I guess the lowest score here is the villain. Uh, because I kind of felt weird about what to do with that. Like, it's more that they are their own villains than, like, Zemo isn't really, like, a, a menacing villain in any way whatsoever. But, so, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't quite sure what to give that. Um, and then now being added to the list since the last time I did this and updated, and apparently in my mind, basically a perfect movie is Avengers Infinity War with a ridiculous 98.2 um, let's see, it gets 100s pretty much across the board, and then actually scores pretty low on CGI I guess that's surprising to me that I gave it an 80 on CGI, but that's what I have and uh, only a 95 for the villain, I guess I was feeling kind of like I should be harsh since I gave hundreds on everything else. It still averages out to a 98.18 though, so amazing, ridiculous movie, Infinity War. Uh, Not surprising to me that it ended up at the top spot. Really, my top five kind of picked themselves. I could could see maybe Homecoming and Ragnarok switching places, but Winter Soldier, Guardians 1, and Civil War are like a level above everything else until Infinity War came in and was a level above that. Um, But yeah, so that should do it. For the Nerdy Newsstand this week, hopefully you are all excited and ready for Endgame in a couple of weeks, and you have completed your own Marvel rewatches, if you were doing any Marvel rewatches. Uh, thank you for joining us, thank you for supporting the podcast, and I will be seeing you all on the other side.